It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, welcome aboard. It is now, I believe, 16, 15 days till the golf outing. Get signed up. Yes, that sounds about <laughs> right. Yeah, 15 days. Yes. 15 days to the golf outing, sign up, um, and then you'll have to stop hearing about us. Again, win a new golf bag, win Tigers tickets, win um, an ice maker. All bunch of fun stuff. Anyway, um, we had regional semifinals in baseball, and it was a very good day for the area. We knew at least one team was guaranteed to get through. Crosslex and Richmond played, so we were guaranteed a team to move on. But Algonac had a strong showing against Bad Axe, and you saw Mooney with a strong showing against Kingston. Anchor Bay did drop to Chippewa Valley, which was a little surprising. Surprising, but... It was a really good win, and then there are things within that win that make Saturday even better for these area teams because there were some games that have been rained out that are going to mess with pitching with some really good teams. Yeah, Uh, and and overall, kind of what I thought would happen for the most part, other than that anchor base score, everything that I thought would happen happened. Like I, I, was, I didn't know what to expect. With, well, we'll get into yeah, well, the, the, the specifics, but no, I was I was very uh, pleasantly pleased. And now my I have to make a very very tough decision that is gonna keep me up at night. But I think I know where I'm gonna be on Saturday, and I have a parachute too in case something goes horribly wrong. Well, we'll see. Hopefully. You'll change your mind 15 times between now and then. Oh, no, because we have to tell the state where we're going. Oh, I know, but you'll still change your mind. and I'll, Oh, just, just send in the form for every single game in the state, and I'll go to one. I mean, I would go to one. <laughs> so, anyway, we'll do baseball first, because then we have softball to talk about, a preview with them, because we have, what, four teams still standing? Uh, if, uh, where, where? MLA City, St. Clair, Richmond, and Algonac. Yes, so, so we'll be we'll be busy. Uh, well, I'll be busy Saturday at a softball regional because they play their whole regional in one day. The right as way opposed to, do it. to baseball, where Brady still insists that it's the regional semifinal, even though they're calling it the pre-regional now. But it's not before the regional. It is the region. The district is no, technically. They're, they're just saying that that they don't have a regional any, or that the regional is one game now. I that's a I don't like that. I know, but that's what they're saying. It's still a just, it's still a semifinal. It's just a fancy way of saying semifinal. No, in some sports, a regional is just a fancy way of saying quarterfinal. Yeah, which it's is fine because those in are fo- in football. The regional is basically a quarterfinal, right? But they're two different. They're those can be the same thing. That's not an issue. But when you change a semifinal, it's a semifinal. It's not a pre-regional. It's a semifinal. It's You're already pre- in the regional. It's the pre-regional to get you to the regional, which is now one game instead of two. Well, whatever. We don't like it. <laughs> because your second game that day is the quarterfinal. Yeah, so we have lots to talk about, so let's stop <laughs> babbling and let's get to it. All right. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice. And the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. 
contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall e. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800-250-7520. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no-obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-87. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. If your windows stick, (laughs) slip, (laughs) squeak, or leak, replace them with Anderson windows with low E glass, low maintenance exteriors, and rich wood interiors, standard and custom sizes. They can turn simple window replacement into serious home improvement. Ah. Hi, Chip Mortimer here, inviting you to experience the difference at Mortimer Lumber. Our expert staff will be here to help before, during, and after the sale. Stop by Mortimer Lumber, 24th and Lapeer Avenue in Brady Port Huron. Brady here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. They're already impressive selection has now doubled i guarantee if you go into tp logos you will find something you love for your local team if they don't have what you like they'll custom make something just for you that's tp logos at 901 michigan avenue in marysville Take advantage of high market values by tapping into your home's equity with a low-rate home equity line of credit from Advia Credit Union. Use the cash for seasonal spending, consolidating high-interest debt, and much more. Learn more and get started online at advscu.org forward slash HELOC. All loans subject to approval. Equal housing opportunity. NMLS number 401863. Dura Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Dura Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Dura Clean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. 44 Duraclean by Bachelor. Magnet International is North America's largest auto supplier and now calls the Blue Water area home. Our new plant, located on Range Road in St. Clair, will have great opportunities for all members of the community. Named to Fortune Magazine's World Most Admired Companies two years in a row, Magna offers many different career opportunities. Wages start from $17 and up. Go to magna.com forward slash careers to apply today. Again, magna.com forward slash careers 
to join our team and create the future of mobility together. The YMCA of the Blue Water area is pleased to announce a Night of Champions Thursday, September 15th at 6 p.m. at the McMoran Arena in downtown Port Huron. Eight-time Emmy Award winner Mike Doc Emmerich will host with special guests, activities, food, and both live and silent auctions. Tickets must be purchased in advance and are available at the YMCA, 1525 3rd Street in Port Huron. Cost is $100 per person or $1,000 for a table. For more information on a Night of Champions with Mike Doc Emmerich, call the Y at 810-987-6400, extension 132. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington, a family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated, Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back. Uh, Dennis and Brady, Tri-County Equipment, Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. We start with baseball. Uh, I'm just going to go from the top down to D4 and uh, D1. We won't spend a lot of time on, but I was shocked by this score. I thought Anchor Bay not only would beat Chippewa Valley, but would crush Chippewa Valley and easily move on to a regional uh, final. And then, to me, it it was a crapshoot at that point because um, that looked like a really good um, regional there, uh, and, and quarterfinal, uh, matchups there that, that there were some good teams there, but I really, I was really surprised. Like I know Chippewa Valley plays in the higher and all that, but Anchor Bay had beaten them and should have beat them again. Yeah, it was a little disappointing, but sometimes you just get a hot team. You get hot at the right time. You have a – because Chippewa Valley is not a bad team by any means. They just struck. Remember, they had the one arm that shut down St. Clair. Yeah. So you have the one pitcher, you hold them, and you you get one inning where you bust it open a little bit. I think it was like five to nothing in the first or second inning, and then they just held on the rest of the game. So they get the win, and now we officially have no teams even tangently related to us in Division One. But in Division Two, we're still playing ball. We had no choice, right? Because Richmond or Crosslex was going to win the game you saw yesterday. Yes, it's or a, Wednesday. It's always day this bittersweet is. when you have two teams match up because you know you're guaranteed one to move on. But the flip side is that is you're guaranteed a team to no longer be playing. So Crosslex has made a nice run. They had beaten Yale, who they had lost to twice earlier in the year, and they win a district, and now they get a chance to. Maybe get a little revenge on Richmond. It started off fairly well. Uh, Richmond in the first two innings got a, a runner, runners on and each of the first two couldn't score. It was Ian Katalski on the mound as we expected for Croslex and Hudson Davenport on the bump for Richmond. It was the third inning. And Dennis, what did we say you can't do to Richmond's lineup? Can't walk, guys, and you can't make errors. Exactly. Well, Croslex did half of that. So the first inning, Katalski had walked two, got out of the jam. But in the third, they walked Trey Taylor to get um, the leadoff man on. In Richmond, I don't know if this affected Katalski, but from my vantage point, it looked like it did. Richmond, you know they love to play small ball, right? They will bunt at any time. But it got to the point where Richmond was showing bunt, 
And I think it was just to try to throw Katalski off because what the more they showed Bunt, the wilder he got. I don't know if it was coincidence and his arm was just running out of gas. But in the third, he walks a guy. Hitzelberger sacks, bunts him over. Joe Perinello gets an RBI hit. Davenport with kind of like a bloop double that had to hold the runner, had to hold, I think it was, yeah, Benetti runs for Perinello. He had to hold at third. And then Katalski got a pop out and a fly out to get out of the inning. It's still only one nothing. But then in the top of the fifth, it was the walks that got him. Hitzelberger walked. Davenport walked. Jackson Jones lays down a sack bunt. And that's the other thing with this Richmond lineup. You don't care if you're batting one, four, five, or nine. You will lay down a sack bunt if the situation calls for it. Who moves them both over. Ryan Nettles, RBI single. Then Bryce Wesley gets the intentional walk just to load the bases to put the force at home. And Dylan Parker's working in that bat, working in that bat, working at bat, and he gets hit by a pitch. Drives in a run. Then Denny Saligan hits a sack fly. It's 4 nothing, and you think, this game's over. Davenport has been cruising. He had only given up three hits to that point. Rick Croslex comes up in the bottom of the fifth. First guy bounces out. Nolan Moore reaches on an infield hit and an error, a ball that was thrown out of the ballpark, moved him <laughs> up to second. So you have a runner on second with one away, and Belly Grappi doubles in a run. So you go, okay, you got one back. Yeah, and then Grappi, I, I, I believe, was battling an injury. So when he's on second, they, they pinch run for him just to get someone that's you know, 100%, so you don't have to worry about it. So he's pinch runners at second. Jet Weeder singles. He singles into left, and the throw went over the cutoff man to home, and on the throw, he moves up to second. So you have runners on second and third with one away. You're still down three, but a base hit, and you have Hosterman and Townsend, the next two batters up. A base hit, and you're right back in this game. You can make it a one-run game. Anything can happen at that point. Hosterman hits a line drive to left field. I mean, he squared it up. Unfortunately for him, he was right at Jackson Jones. Now, the runner on third started to run on the contact because it was hit hard. Realized he was too far off and that he, it was deep enough that he could tag up, went back to tag up, and then tried to score from that point. But with Jones's arm... And with how long that takes you to run off the bag, run back, and then you're not running at full speed at that point, he was thrown out at home by about 10 feet. Mike, uh, Mike Gallagher sent me a picture. He was at the game that he took, and Perinello is just waiting to tag the runner out. And that killed all of Croslux's momentum. That would be the last chance they had. Hudson Davenport, though, after five and two-thirds, was at 74 pitches, and they were able to pull him. He did a really nice job going really deep into the game. Just 74 pitches and almost six innings of work, Dennis. That's real efficient, and that's real helpful. And I want to give credit here to the Macomb Daily because they had a stat in there, um, Chuck Clonky. Uh, he said that when he was talking to Mike Evans, or Mike Evans, that's the, that's the wide receiver, Scott Evans, <laughs> um, that – Davenport has walked three batters all year. And you can tell when he works through a game. It's just efficient, attack, attack, attack. So it didn't really surprise me. They get him out, so he's eligible for Saturday. Ben Hitzelberger comes into the game and 
it goes ground out, fly out, walk, then picked off the runner, and then fly out to end the game. So he pitched well in relief, and Richmond beats Croslex 4-1. to Croslex played a like a B game. Defensively, they were solid. Offensively, they did. They were able to get runners on in every single inning but the second and the sixth. That's not a bad time. It's just the base running mistake killed them, and they left a couple of runners on in key spots. But talking about leaving runners on, now Richmond has won their last two games, obviously, but they still haven't played their best game. And the biggest stat I can give you for that is between the district final against St. Clair and the regional semifinal against Croslex, in 14 innings, Richmond has left 23 runners on base. So what that tells me is, yes, that is a coach. When Coach Evans hears that, he goes, oh, my God, that's terrible. We need to figure that out. What that tells me is if they can just get that one or two bigger hits, then they can really step on the throat and blow a game wide open, and they're not playing their best baseball yet. They're on the cusp of it. So I'm going to take the glass half full approach and say they're getting runners on. They're doing things they need to do. They just need to get that one extra hit. Yeah, you'd rather only score four runs and leave some guys on than score no runs and not leave anybody on base. Right. Because you're not getting anybody on base. Right, exactly. So it was um, a, a good enough game by Richmond. Croslex gave it a good effort. I give them credit because we talked about it. Sometimes in this situation, teams can get – it goes one of two ways. Teams either go, oh, my God, this team again, we have no chance of beating them. Or they're like, come on, give it to us. Give, us, give them to us. And they were confident coming in, and they played with them. But you have to play a dang near perfect game to beat Richmond and – Croslex didn't, so congratulations to Richmond. They move on to play Flint Powers at Saginaw Valley on Saturday. Yeah, uh, Powers beat Swan Valley 8-2. to two. I don't know a lot about Powers other than in my 30 years of covering baseball and softball, seems like they've always got teams that win districts and are a threat to win a regional. Yeah, they knocked off Frankenmuth, who they um, – they had a pitcher that Frankenmuth did that's going to, I believe, Michigan that didn't pitch because he had to throw the first game. So that's how that's how uh, Powers got there. I would think Richmond. I mean, I know we're biased, but I'd put them up against just about anybody left in Division Two. Well, and here's the thing. I don't think they'd be an underdog against anyone. I don't know if they'd be a like considerable favorite. Yeah. Well, but at worst, I think with any team left, it's a toss-up. It, and and uh, and you can't look past power. Well, we can. Yeah, we we, but we can do whatever we want. They're not going to look past powers and think about a quarterfinal game. But just to throw it out there, Williamston and Goodrich um, had to wait a day to play their game. Yes. because of weather, and so that can factor into it too. Uh, with pitch counts and availability of Because uh, then I believe it goes down to 50 pitches. You have to be under to keep your stud or your ace, whatever you want to call it. Um, so Richmond's going to have all hands on deck Saturday. And if they get to a quarterfinal, they will have at least in all likelihood one extra arm that either Goodrich or, well, presumably Goodrich would have because – 
Goodrich is the – I mean, they might be the favorite to win – get out of that quarterfinal. Yeah. Uh, and uh, hats off to uh, Brady's favorite school, Lamphere. You know what? I Yes. I beat Lutheran North 5-3. Because that's another good team, Dennis. Um, Lutheran North is – they won another district, granted. This year's district was a lot easier than the district they won last year. But talk to anyone who's played them. They have talent. They have some really good pitchers on that team. And despite having the single worst baseball field in the state of Michigan, <laughs> um, no, that's a good team. And Lamphere, I'm not being facetious. They're a team that I would not want to play right now because they just seem like a team of destiny. They just keep winning. And they're beating teams that I don't think people are giving them a chance to beat, especially Country Day. But I looked at that and go, okay, like Lutheran North's not Country Day, but I still think they'll beat Lamphere, and Lamphere wins again. I'm just telling you right now that if Richmond beats Powers and Lamphere is waiting for them, you're going to be pumping your fist going, yeah, Richmond's got a cakewalk. <laughs> no, because Lamphere just seems like a team of destiny. That those are the scary teams, the teams that just have the horseshoe stuck somewhere that keep winning. Because we saw Marine City beat up this Lamphere team twice, and Lamphere now apparently has found the mojo here in the playoffs. So they could be waiting to face Richmond for a, the right to go to East Lansing. Well, I'm telling you what, uh, the one team in the state that really had to battle hard on Wednesday was E-Course. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> How in the world did they get through? Oh, that's right. They didn't have to play anybody. Which <laughs> we looked, we dove in deeper on E-Course. Uh, by the way, let's let's talk about Algonax win. They beat Bad Axe 5-2. Let's not put the cart before the horse. Um, and Algonac, well, I was just following on Game Changer. I had that up next to me the whole time, and it seemed like they were. There was a couple times the game got tied for a moment, but they take the lead. Algonac went up uh, one to nothing in the bottom of the third. Bad Axe tied it in the top of the fourth, and Algonac put up two more runs in the bottom of the fourth, and then they wouldn't give the lead back. Josh Kasner was on the mound, and between him and Jake Kasner, they two hit Bad Axe. So it was two walks. It was two errors for Algonac as well, which hurt them a bit. However, Josh Kasner was pulled at 72 pitches. So what does that do? Leaves him eligible for Saturday. And I know Detroit Edison has some really good players. They really do. Um, the, I believe it was the kid that hit the grand slam against Liggett. Well, should I tell you how they beat Liggett? In the sixth inning, they were down, I think it was 5-2, to two, and a kid hit a grand slam to take the lead in the bottom of the sixth. Wow. So they have some really good players and some next-level players on Edison. I don't want to take anything away from them. But I would put push the chips in the middle of the table saying Josh Kasner will be the best pitcher in that regional. I can't. I, I love Josh Kasner. Now, I, I took him number one yes. in the baseball draft, so you know how I feel about <laughs> so, him. And E-Course, what I was going to say about them is you looked at who they played, at least what they have on their game changer, and it's a lot of teams that aren't playing right now. Like Taylor Trillium, uh, the Detroit, I think Renaissance was on there a few times. Uh, Henry Ford Academy for Student something. It was so long it just had dot, dot, <laughs> dot on there. It was, so you look at their record and it's 20-3 and three and you go, uh-oh, and then I'm, 
looking at who they're playing, I go, they haven't played anyone like Algonac. Their district they won wasn't really anything that you go, oh, wow, they got through they got through this this team to get there. I mean, they played, um, as my Wi-Fi wants to be slow, no, they okay. played uh, They played Foley on They played Wednesday. Loyola and won 16 to nothing, and then they beat Christo Ray and won 16 to 1. That tells me that that district was not good, or E-Course is just an absolute powerhouse. Yeah. But I like to think that Algonac can get through it that game, and then you'd likely see Detroit Edison on the other side. And if you, again, you hate saving a pitcher for a game that never happens, but if you can save Josh Kasner for that game, that at least gives you a shot. Because Edison is probably the favorite around the state to win that that, uh, region in quarterfinal and move on to a semi. I think Algonac has just as good of a chance. It's going to depend on how you play the pitching game. And you know Coach Thaler is, has ideas in his head, but you have time to think about it, and there's pros and cons. And, again, this is one of those things where I say, you call it first guessing. You have to say right now you're either saving Josh Kasner or you're using him right away because you can't go after the fact and use the results to go, oh, well, we won that game, so why didn't we save him? Or, oh, we lost. Why was he on the bench? Yeah. I just and again, they can't look ahead, but we can. Yes, we can. Let's say they get through this. Let's say Algonac comes out of Saturday and are headed to the semifinals. Does Kasner pitch the semifinals, or do you hold him back? No, 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 no. <laughs> you throw you throw the semifinal. At that point, you do you do unless there's. I mean, because uh, we've had these situations come up. Yes, yes, we have. Um, but. The team, the probably the favorite on the other, I mean, we're getting way ahead of ourselves, but in the other quadrant, I guess, would be Hemlock. But no, they lost yesterday. Hemlock lost. Oh, they were number three in Division Three. So, uh, yeah, it looks pretty wide open. It looks pretty, uh, wa- what is this, Watervlay? Watervleet. Watervleet is the next highest ranked team. Do with that what you want because we know no, rankings are nothing but a general idea of where teams should go. So I'd, rather, was, I'd rather be ranked than not ranked. Right, but Algonac was 14 and Bad Axe was 9, and Algonac kind of took care of business. So, very interesting. You want to move on to four or you got anything else for the rest? I think that's um, all for Algonac. We're, we're optimistic for both Richmond and for Algonac. Yes, and I will be at Algonac's regional final slash quarterfinal. Um, it's in Sanborn, uh, which is nice, and I'm not going to lie, gas prices affected that decision. <laughs> if if gas is $2 a gallon, it doesn't really play a factor. But we'll see. Anyway, so I will be there. They play at 10 a.m. Saturday. Hopefully, they move on to the final. But if they don't, I think I will have time to possibly go down to either Jimmy John's Field for a uh, quarterfinal. It should Mooney win, and we'll talk about that in a second, or make it to Algonac for a softball game. But hopefully, I just stay in Sanborn for a couple of games, and we're talking about how Algonac's going to East Lansing. 
Yes. And, 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 and two sports. And this is how Brady gives me headaches because regular season, we can pretty much do whatever we want. Schools like us. Right. If we can just show up two minutes before game time set up. And, and we've done that. I mean, we no, talked no. about when there were rainouts. Um, but this, the, this is a state-run tournament, so we have to actually get clearance from Lansing, from the MHSAA, to do these games. And Brady's got me sending in forms for every region in the state right now. <laughs> Well, well, if this happens and this, and I'm like, dude, they're going to get 14 things from us that have your name on it. And they're going to go, how is this guy going to be at 14 places at once? Uh, yeah. <laughs> but that's why. Because I have to, if if Algonac lost the regional final, which hopefully they don't. And we're going to take this clip and we're going to send it over yes. to. Uh, Sorry, Peggy. <laughs> to, to Peggy so that she knows what's going on. Yeah. Peggy Sorry, guys. Montas at the state. Yeah. Two thumbs up. Yeah, she does a really good job. Anyway, so as I mentioned, Mooney is going to be at Jimmy John's Field. And, oh boy, do they have a clash coming. And, again, they can't look ahead, but we can. This may be the biggest obstacle for Mooney. Um, yeah. I they mean, I... play Shrine. Well, first, you want to talk about Sh- the game. Shri- Shrine's, we'll just say that before we get into uh, what they did Wednesday – uh, on Saturday, because they beat him twice, pretty handily too, right? Yeah, but that was back early April. But you, you got to say that yes. Mooney's going. This is the one time that I'd pick Mooney as an underdog going into a game. I but agree. They, they were definitely not an underdog. Uh, any fears that I had of uh, Kingston were actually pretty quickly allayed yesterday. Um, even though the 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 score the final score was six to nothing, and Mooney kind of gradually pulled away, you could tell pretty on pretty early on that Mooney was the better team here. Um, again, I had heard that the the starting pitcher for Kingston was really good, Ethan Ulowitz, uh, and that their catcher was really good, Nick Saint George. That those are the two guys to keep an eye on. And are they uh, bad players? They're not bad players. But was I blown away? No. And Mooney's got guys that do blow me and away. And again. Trent Rice blows me away. Mooney plays Country Day. They play Liggett. They played Cranbrook. They played Divine Child. They played Lutheran North. They played St. Clair. They've played all these teams. They played Richmond. All these teams that, no offense to Kingston, Kingston wouldn't be one of their 10 toughest games of the year. Yeah, no. So uh, I, I, I'm talk to Mike Rice before the game. He says we're going to try Trent today and go as far as we can get with him. And then if I, you know, when when we go to middle relief, it'll be Nathan Super, who's was just coming back from a concussion issue, but is fine now. Um, he played. He was the the DH yesterday. But uh, game starts. Trent Rice rifles a single up the middle. They try to pick him off first because everybody in the state knows that a He's single stealing. by Trent Rice is a triple. <laughs> uh, He's and, Ricky Henderson-esque you for know, high school baseball. So, so they threw the ball away, so all of, you've got runner at second, still nobody out. Brohl hits a, a shot. The, the shortstop actually saved a run momentarily by playing the ball in the hole, but he didn't have a play anywhere. And now you got runners at the corners, back-to-back singles to start the, the game. Um, and again, U- Ulowitz didn't 
look real good with the first two hitters. Like it looked like he was just throwing the ball right down the middle. Like he was nervous, or? hittable. Then he settled down for a second. He got a big out. Ryan Trombley hit a ground ball to short. They took the out at first and gave up the run. Um, and the runner moved o- over to uh, second. Then he got Lutsky on a comebacker. So Mooney's got a guy at third with two outs. He walked Hazen later on four straight pitches, but then he settled down and he got Super on a fly ball to to right. And Mooney left runners at the corners in the first, but we're up one to nothing. Trent Rice comes out one, two, three, first inning. Couple of pop ups sandwiched around a strikeout. Then in the top of the second, after the first batter flies out, 0-2 pitch to Tommy Rice. Rifles a single up the middle. Ty Bodecker singles. Runners at the corner. Someone moving like an armoire <laughs> above us? Probably. Oh, my God. I don't know if you guys it's heard the, It's the antique place. They're moving stuff around. Uh, and then uh, Trent Rice comes up. He hits a ground ball right by the bag at second. Second baseman makes a nice play. Steps on the base. Throws to first. And he, and he did it fluently. There was no hesitation or, or anything. You just can't get Trent Rice. He's, no. he's just too fast. You have to make a – if it's even hits you hard, you have to throw it quickly. You can't yeah. double tap the glove. You have to catch, throw, fire. And the, the throw got away from the first baseman into foul territory, run scores. Now it's 2-0 uh, Mooney. Second inning, Rice gives up a single, but then he gets a pop-up strikeout, hits a guy, but then he gets a strikeout. So they strand two runners that inning. Mooney goes out quietly in the third. Bottom of the third, this was Kingston's chance. This was Kingston's only chance, really, in the game. Leadoff guy gets a walk. He's promptly thrown out trying to, to steal, and it, and it wasn't even like, <laughs> like Brady, 30 feet. Yeah, you said he stopped running. He stopped running. He, he saw the ball, go to the, and he just stopped running, and he's like, what are my options here? I can run, slide, and get dirty. I can try to get in a rundown and waste a lot of time. He just basically walked the last 25 feet towards the bag and got tagged out. Uh, then a strikeout, but then a walk, a single, and a walk loaded the bases with two outs, and you've got your number five hitter at the plate. And he hits a weak ground ball to second, and you're out of the jam, and Kingston didn't threaten again the rest of the day, and Mooney started tacking on runs, uh, Trombley tripled the lead off the fifth, and Lutsky singled him home. And then they wild pitched Lutsky around, and he scored. So now it's four nothing. So going into the bottom of the fifth, you had um, Rice after loading the bases in the third, retired the next nine straight hitters, and he was mowing guys down. He struck out the side in the fourth inning on nine pitches. Okay, so an immaculate inning, an immaculate uh, inning, uh, and then which is very rare. <laughs> like, look up how many times that's happened in the major leagues. Yeah, I it, think it, it's like less than. Well, it's like just a little bit more than a perfect game, I believe. Yeah, he he was very efficient, and uh, and Mooney was opportunistic. They did leave the bases loaded in the sixth without uh, scoring, but then they reloaded the bases in the seventh and got a big two run single from Bodecker. Their number nine hitter had two hits. And six yeah, that's, six nothing. It's game over. The only question was, were they going to let Trent Rice finish and, and try to pitch all seven innings? And what did he do in the bottom of the seventh? Came out and struck out the side. Struck out the last four hitters of the game. Finished with twelve strikeouts uh, in the uh, game. Throws a three hitter. He did walk three, 
but uh, he gave them exactly what they needed, and he finished one pitch under from needing to be taken out of the game. Had had it gone one batter longer, they would have had to take him out of the game because he got to 104 uh, pitches, but uh, it it was – he was easily the player of the game. Two hits, two stolen bases, a run scored, and he goes seven, gives up three runs, three hits, and 12 strikeouts. So, yeah, there's only been 41 immaculate innings in Major League Baseball. Yeah. Well, I saw one yesterday. So, uh, he just mowed them down. It was you might like, not see that for a long time in high school baseball. Ethan Ulowitz came up. One, good morning, good afternoon, good night. Go back to the dugout. And then uh, column, or no, I'm sorry, uh, Caden Peters. So the DH got hit by a pitch in his first at-bat and then didn't bat again. And I saw why Caden Peters, they used the DH for him because he, he, he's that kid that stands far away from the plate because it looks like he's afraid of the ball. Mm. And it was one, two, three, go sit down. Uh, and then the next kid came up, and it was one, two, three, go sit down. All right. So Mooney goes on to play Shrine. They lost to them twice rather convincingly, but that was a long time ago. When they lost, I believe it was early April. Let me give you the exact date. They lost back on April. uh, Where is it? Um, Oh, that's May. April the 12th. They lost two games, 11-0. The second one was 5-4. So they have, they're the underdog. Shrine. Should be the favorite going into that game, but it's hard to beat a good team three times, and all bets are off in the playoffs. Yeah, 7-2 they beat Lakes, by the way. And I want to give a shout-out to Mike Campbell and all the folks in Mayville. They have a really nice ballpark and one of the coolest press boxes I've ever been in. Brady, it's a little log cabin on top of the concession stand behind home plate, uh, and it was really cool. They've got a nice, uh, nice facility there. Deserve it of a regional semifinal. Yes, and, and they were and they were very excited that uh, that I was there covering it. And he's like, "I'm so excited to get to show my facility off to somebody. <laughs> so please talk us up. So I'm doing it for you. Um, may, may if you get a chance to go to Mayville for a ball game, if your team's playing at, at Mayville next season, go to that game because it's a nice little ballpark that they've got there behind the school." All right, uh, that being said, the other side of that bracket saw Harbor Beach losing nine innings to Bay City All Saints, four to three, and All Saints is going to play Riverview Gabriel Richard, who uh, crushed uh, Plymouth Christian 12 to three. So if Mooney beats Shrine, they'll play either All Saints or Gabriel Richard for the quarterfinal. Which the quarterfinal, not that it would be an easier game, but it's an easier game than shrine well certainly like the, and that worries me a little bit that you that you start the day with the big emotion you have game. the come down you'd have the come down yeah because you know hey you know they circled it you you i know that coach rice looked at all the brackets pretty early in the season whenever the he, draws came out and, and, and he went down the thing and he said "Ooh, there it is yeah we can get to play we get to play shrine again if we do things right so we have a lot of softball to talk about uh what Three different spots teams are playing. You'll see MLA City and St. Clair, Algonac, and Richmond still alive. So, well, we have to get into that, don't we? Yes, well, we'll do that when we come back in just a moment. 
Get ready for outdoor fun at Alpine Cycles in downtown Port Huron. Skateboards, bikes, longboards, and accessories. They have everything you need to enjoy the warm weather. Alpine Cycles offers the best selection, and they're always getting new daily arrivals. Stop by Alpine Cycles today at 762 Huron Avenue at the corner of Huron and Glenwood, or call 982-9281. Open Monday from 10 until 6, Friday and Sunday, noon to 4. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention, the herd takes notice, and the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall and Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and Closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800-250-7520. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Do you have the right financial advisor to help you reach your goals? Ameriprise Advisors can create a personalized, goal-based plan to help you prepare for whatever life brings so you can feel more confident about your financial future. Call Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. That's 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC. Member FINRA and SIPC. Take advantage of high market values by tapping into your home's equity with a low-rate home equity line of credit from Advia Credit Union. Use the cash for seasonal spending, consolidating high-interest debt, and much more. Learn more and get started online at advscu.org forward slash HELOC. All loans subject to approval. Equal housing opportunity. NMLS number 401863. Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marysville Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our guarantee. Are you getting out of a lease or ready to trade in your vehicle? Stop by Jepson Car Company and we'll be here to assist you. 
We are constantly buying out lease vehicles and almost always putting money into your pocket. No matter what you owe, we can help. If you don't see your perfect vehicle in our lot, we will help you find it. Our purchasing team has decades of experience to help find the vehicle that is best for you. Call Jepson today at 810-662-3048 or stop by at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair. This is Lucy Harris. I'm a class of 2022 senior, and I play on the golf team at Port Huron Northern. As a Port Huron school student, I had the opportunity to participate in the most extracurricular and academic opportunities in the region. I can even earn free college credits from the Blue Water Middle College. At Port Huron Schools, I am treated as an individual, and my teachers care about my specific needs. After graduating, I plan to study abroad and attend college to eventually become a teacher. That's my Port Huron School story. What will yours be? Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Magnet International would like to thank the Blue Water area for welcoming us into their community. We are excited to put our roots down in this beautiful, growing area. As the largest auto supplier in North America, we are thrilled to call Blue Water area home and look forward to many, many years in this wonderful community. Our brand new facility is located off of Range Road in St. Clair, Michigan. Magna is a proud sponsor of Blue Water Area High School Athletics. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, let's get into uh, softball. The uh, regionals are uh, on uh, Saturday and uh, Anchor Bay in Division One is uh, still alive and actually hosting their regional, but this is a really good uh, region. First, Anchor Bay has to play Stevenson. Again, Anchor Bay, the favorite to me. Dakota would play uh, Regina. Dakota's, Dakota's the, the favorite yeah. against everybody they play. Yes. But they played the BWAC team, and the BWAC team's played them tough this year. BWAC is top of the BWACs, just as good as the top yep. of the Mac Red. And you know who else played them tough? It was a slugfest, but St. Clair played them tough. I think it was like 12 to 9, 12 to 10. Yeah. Something crazy like that. Um, Richmond had a 1 nothing game with, or no, Algonac had the 1 yes, nothing game. Where they got with no hit and won. Uh, yeah, they got no hit and they won the game. So uh, probably a Dakota Anchor Bay final there. Um, and the winner of this regional will play their quarterfinal game at Marine City City Park. Marysville. Or Marysville City Park. Yes, at the SC4 facility. At the facility. SC4 facility. Um, and the other side of the bracket, there's some good teams there. Uh, Lake Orion, Rochester Adams, Wall Lake Northern, and North Farmington, I think, are all solid programs. Very much so. So that would be a really good quarterfinal game. So that would be good. But what's really good is you have two local teams in the same region. Now, I think one team has a much better shot than the other two get to the regional final. Yeah, um, the the first game is the host. Country Day is hosting this uh, event, and they'll get Imlay City in uh, game one. Now, the Spartans, like every damn team in the BWAC, have some kids that can hit. The question for them is, do they have the pitching to stick around in this regional and and be a factor? Um, Because we know Country Day is good. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. then on the other side of the bracket, you've got St. Clair against Lutheran North. The Saints were locked in at the district. They went to the district with a little bit of an attitude, uh, and they whomped on Armada, and then they whomped on Marine City. Yeah. Uh, and and they, they took no prisoners along the way. You've got Avery Paul, 
who certainly is the type of pitcher that can win you big games. Yep. You've got Claire Borg was locked in in the district. She was uh, three homers, a double, two single. Everything she hit was a seed um, and, like, great time to have that player locked in. Right. Uh, And then you just go throughout their lineup. They play good defense. They have speed. They have power. Um, They – and you talked about it on the last show – they're, they kind of have that feel to them that we started getting around this time of the year with Marysville. Yeah. Similar teams, like if you compare position by well, position. And their district, remember last year, the district wasn't easy for Marysville. They had to get through Marine City and St. Clair, two teams you thought could pose a threat, and what did they do? They mercyed them both. Yeah. Again, I'm not going to crown – St. Clair, that they're earmarked for the semifinal. I'm just saying the formulas are similar. And while they play Lutheran North, and I think that's a very winnable game. The concern is if Emily City doesn't pull off the upset, getting past Country Day at Country Day. Well, I mean, I just (sighs) give them a battle. Make them work for it. If you're going to go down, go down with a fight. I just don't see a way where Paul gets knocked around and they lose a game 10-2. to two. I do, If they're going to lose a game, it's going to be a close one. Paul has been electric, and I don't know what country they has. Again, it's a brand name. People hear it, and yeah. they go. I'm just with the, the first game. You're MLA City. Yes. Just don't be afraid. Just say, hey, we're the underdog. We got nothing to lose. And, and give this team a fight. Make country day – Earn it if they're going to beat you. And and if you give them a fight and put yourself in a position, that's how upsets happen. And, again, rankings aren't the be-all, end-all. But usually, when a, if a team like Country Day is a powerhouse, they're going to get favored in their rankings more than not because of their brand. They're not in the top, well, 11 because there's a tie for 10. We talked about that on the last show. So they're not this unbeatable force. Don't let the brand intimidate you. Yeah. So this is going to be a lot of fun. You'll uh, have hopefully three games. Uh, that's that's what I'm planning on. I'm planning on uh, being on the air at 10, noon, and 2, and going the distance there, and hopefully telling you that uh, we're going to Saginaw Valley State University for a 1 o'clock uh, game involving St. Clair in the uh, quarterfinals. Which hopefully you are. Because this would be awesome and something I don't think we've ever had. We could have two Blue Water area teams potentially playing in a quarterfinal at the same place on the same day. Yeah. You could double up quarterfinals, which... Basically in back-to-back games. Right, which when we first started this, if I told you we ever had an opportunity to do that, you would have laughed at me. In any sport. Yeah. In any sport. Well, we did get it, uh, what, we, we got it in baseball and softball in the semifinals last year, didn't we? Yeah. So. <laughs> which is insane. But uh, Richmond, ha- if they win their region, they go to Saginaw Valley. I believe they play at four or something. Yeah, it's like it's, 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 it's one what? o'clock for the one game, and I've got it written down like here. Four, yeah, four, four o'clock for the other game. So Richmond plays Leslie and then plays the winner of Lanesburg, Otisville, Lakeville. I don't know a lot about Leslie. I'm going to assume not just us, but a lot of people around the state 
are saying Richmond is the favorite here. Well, you're the defending state champ, so until somebody beats you, right? That you, you have to, you've earned that respect from the season before. Um, uh, Lanesburg is a team that has some past history of success, uh, and the, the state says they're 25 and six this year. Again, I don't know who they play, but I know they get this far fairly regularly, and in the past they've gotten farther. Yes, it's. I mean, you know, at this point, it's a it's a crapshoot. Uh, but I'm, yeah, like you said, they're the defending state champs. Until someone beats Katie Shoeboy, until somebody knocks them off, then yeah, they're staring down a a battle with Millington in a quarterfinal because they are the favorite. I know New Lothrop's not bad. Cass City's had a nice year, but yeah. It looks like we're earmarked for another round of Richmond Millington. Which I don't think anybody would complain about that. No. And that was <laughs> I, what, one of our top five games of the year last year. Easily. I'd have to go back and listen to that list, which I've been thinking about which games are going to make it this year. And there's going to be, I think they're going to have a good list again. Oh, I know we'll have a good list. I haven't thought about it like you've been thinking about it. It's just because like, I'm just trying to get through this month. And then you can throw that one at me, and I can go. Oh. I, I like. I know one one game just jumps out me like right away, and that was the Deetland Shoeboy game. Right. Um, so I know I've seen other great games. But. That's the one D three regional. That's at Mount Morris, by the way. Uh, Algonac is hosting the regional, and I don't want to say that Algonac is the very, very heavy favorite here. But you're going to. But I just don't. Unless <laughs> one of these teams is something I have no idea about, then I fully expect Algonac to be going down to Adrian to play in a quarterfinal. I, I just, they're just so good. And as long as they play normal Algonac softball and they don't, lose their minds and they play within themselves and Bomberito throws like she can and that lineup hits like they can. Stevenson seemingly automatically gives you three hits. I just tell me how they lose one of the to one of these teams. To either Canton Prep, Detroit Edison, or Liggett. And I know you hear the Liggett name. I think they finished like fifth in their Catholic League division. They're not Liggett baseball. Yeah, no, yeah. This I don't know anything about Edison. Like we know, Edison baseball is dangerous. I don't know. Edison, I can't. Im- they, I can't. They have a nice record, but again, I don't know who they're playing. I don't know. I can't imagine that. Like Algonac has beaten some of the best teams in the state. We just talked about how they beat Dakota. They've battled with Richmond. They had a battle with Almont. Even North Branch, they bowed out in the districts, but that's a, still a team you had to battle with um, in BWAC play. They're, they're playing basically anyone who would have them. Their regular season has prepared them, so this run, it's like Mooney baseball. I don't know if Detroit Edison has played half as good of teams as Algonac has. Yeah, and the thing about Algonac, and this has been a pattern all year long, they get off to early starts. like They seem to score in the first inning every game, usually multiple runs. I mean, their lineup is disgusting. Bomarito leads off. She'd be the cleanup hitter for every other team in the state. Hmm. Um, then you get Thomason, who hits line drives all over the place. Then you get Ella Babe Ruth Stevenson, 
Uh, and then your cleanup hitter is Vossler, who, again, would get talked about anywhere else she played, but she plays at Algonac where they've got Stevenson and Bomarito. And so you go, oh, yeah, they've got Vossler, too. Yes. You know, and, and, and it's like that all the way down the lineup. Simpson hits bombs. Reams is a freshman, and we're going to be talking about her a lot the next three years. Sophia DeVerne might be the best defensive catcher in the area. She hasn't had a great season at the plate, but you know what? She can hit. Yeah, it just takes one time to turn it on and start to run into them. You know, Thaler has been hitting ninth, but she's like another leadoff hitter. I mean, Al- like again, Algonac's just so good. I don't. They, they, their number two pitcher Delang, again, would be a big story pitching someplace else. But Bomarito's there, so she doesn't get a lot of innings. Right. So, I just, I fully expect Algonac to make it through. I think they're the favorite. Then you get to a quarterfinal. That's one game. You, one game's one game. You don't know what happens there. But well, and I'm looking at the other side there. I mean, again, Grass Lake, Dundee, Jonesville, Sand Creek, nothing sends shivers down my spine. Again, don't want to take rankings as gospel, but read those off again. Grass Lake. Okay. Dundee. Okay. Jonesville. Okay. And Sand Creek. Grass Lake's the only team that's even receiving or honorable mention. And Sand Creek has... 25 wins. They're 25 and 11, according to the state. Algonac is good enough on their own that you can put them just up against anyone else and they have a chance. I I don't think we have to worry. We don't have to worry about what team Algonac's running into. Everyone else has to worry about when they run into Algonac. Yeah, that's kind of the way I'm I'm feeling about this, uh, too. Uh, There is a D4 um, regional at USA. Uh, USA, the defending state champs. Yeah, that's... Um, so they're obviously my favorite in this one, uh, even though they haven't been tearing it up this year like they have. I think they've played a much tougher year. schedule yeah, this year. Yeah, I, I do too. But they draw Kingston, and then the other side is KPAC against Ubley. Uh, and again, this is the uh, the second year in a row that the KPAC girls have made it to a regional, and uh, they're 22-6 and six this year, so I just want to throw that out there that uh, – K-Pack softball has been doing well the last couple of years. Uh, they ran into Richmond. Piper, Clark, and yeah. Richmond last year in the first game of the uh, regionals. Uh, and what uh, Piper threw a perfect game. A perfect game? Five-inning yeah. perfect game. Yeah. So. so that's it for what's going on Saturday. Or, yeah, Saturday in softball. And can you believe that the state would be in the state semifinals this time next week? Yeah, I believe it. It goes fast, man. It does, because you think, oh, it's this huge tournament, this big run, and then you get by districts, and it's like, bang, 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 bang. All right, you're in the state semis. See, and I like the way softball is set up, because if they did it like baseball, we'd be from Saturday to Friday before there'd be another game. That's what baseball has. And I know they do it to rest arms so that you're seeing the best guys in the semifinals and finals. But I love the fact that softball, you're going to get a quarterfinal game there in at the beginning of the week, and it kind of makes the week move along right. better. You, you almost don't have time to overthink things. You're like, okay, preparing for the next game. All right, we won. What's the next game? And that's kind of what happened to Marysville last year. Like, they didn't have stop. They didn't have time to stop and go, oh, we shouldn't be doing this, says everybody else. They just <laughs> kept playing and kept winning. Yeah. And hopefully 
It happens again. Richmond just bulldozed their way through everyone that wasn't named Millington, it seemed like. Yeah, that that was the only game. Buchanan was a close game. Well, they came from behind against Buchanan. They got the bats going a little late. But, again, you knew the, that Buchanan scored their one run and they were done scoring. Right. You know, the, the girl ran into one against Shea Van Scooter and hit the foul pole down the right field line on a long fly ball. The ball was really carrying, too, last year in East Lansing over on the softball field because that was a lazy fly ball. And it just kept going and going and going and then clank right off the pole. But you knew that's it. That's all Buchanan's getting. It's just a question of were the Richmond Bats going to come to life in time to score some runs. And then, of course, they were clutch and scored two in the the sixth and then got the last three outs and won won the game. All right. So do we have one more segment still? We have one more segment still to do, so I'm going to play some commercials here. Why don't I do that? All right, sounds good. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no-obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-877. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty. Small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Hi, Chip Mortimer here. So much depends on your roof. Mortimer Lumber proudly features the Landmark Series shingle from CertainTeed Roofing. Landmark shingles come in many colors to surely enhance the look of your home. Landmark shingles offer a limited lifetime warranty, so you can be assured your roof will last for generations to come. Stop by Mortimer Lumber at 24th and Lapeer in Port Huron. Our expert staff will be glad to help answer all of your questions. Mortimer Lumber has locations in Port Huron, Emily City, Sandusky, and Bad Axe. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, overhead doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, call 81 Nine eight seven twenty one eighty five. 2185 This is Nash Phillips. I'm a class of 2022 senior and varsity football player at Port Huron High. As a Port Huron School student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region. 
The district provides personal success for all students because each Port Huron school's journey is unique and special. I know I am supported by my teachers and everyone in the district, both in the classroom and on the football field. I also know they care about my well-being each and every day. Port Huron schools have prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron schools. The YMCA of the Blue Water area is pleased to announce a Night of Champions Thursday, September 15th at 6 p.m. at the McMoran Arena in downtown Port Huron. Eight-time Emmy Award winner Mike Doc Emmerich will host with special guests, activities, food, and both live and silent auctions. Tickets must be purchased in advance and are available at the YMCA, 1525 3rd Street in Port Huron. Cost is $100 per person or $1,000 for a table. For more information on a Night of Champions with Mike Doc Emmerich, call the Y at 810-987-6400, extension 132. Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly Tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marysville Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our guarantee. Kaywood Auto has been serving the Blue Water area for over 100 years. They have the area's best selection of pickups and SUVs. And now Kaywood Auto is offering corrosion-free rust proofing. Call 987-3030. That's 987-3030 to make an appointment. Voted 2021 Best of the Best and President's Award winner plus 2022 Dealer of the Year, Kaywood Auto is open Saturdays 9 until 2. Visit www.kaywoodauto to make an appointment. Kaywood Auto has been serving the Blue Water area for over 100 years. Finding that missing shin guard. Remembering whether it's a home or away game. Getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things, like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref! That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back. Dennis and Brady, Tri-County Equipment, Get Stuck On Sports uh, podcast. And again, uh, Saturday, I'll be at Country Day for softball. Uh, Emily City and St. Clair are both uh, there. And uh, Brady will uh, start out at Sanborn Park and hopefully finish at Sanborn Park. Hopefully. Um, that's the plan. And, well, for Algonac, both baseball and softball, they're playing at least in somewhat familiar territory. I don't know that any of the Algonac kids have ever actually played at Sanborn, but I'm assuming they all know about it. They've, they know that's where SC4 plays, and it's at least somewhat familiar territory. Which And it's an easy drive down the river to get there. Right. If you want to take the highway, you, you can take the highway. You just went to Bad Axe, which there's no easy way to get there. Yeah, it to. took them two hours to get there. It took them an hour and a half to get to Brown City, places they probably had never played before. And we were just talking about how much does the venue affect how you play. Um I think it Algonac, definitely helped Marysville last yeah, year in softball. Algonac softball is home until a quarterfinal. Richmond had to got to play at home, 
and then is now going to Mount Morris, a different place last year. They went to Millington, and then Saginaw Valley, which at this point they're used to playing at. But we talked about it a little bit when we mentioned going down to Country Day. You kind of get a little bit of an aura about you because of how nice it is and the branding where you play it somewhere, not necessarily at home, but like you mentioned Marysville last year. They played at Yale, Armada, and at Marysville Park before going to East Lansing. Those are all places they've played before, and they didn't have to kind of shake off the, whoa, like when you go to a, a college, like going to Jimmy John's. I know a lot of the Mooney kids played there last year. I don't know if Shrine's ever played there, but there's a little bit of that whoa factor. Like, yeah. we're playing at this field. This is so nice. And well, Country Day is the perfect example of what St. Clair and Imlay City are going to be up against is you're going to go there. You're going to drive in, and it's, you're going to feel like you're at a college, not at a high school, because mm-hmm. that campus is laid out. It you, you feel like you're at a college. You're going to pass by the football field, which is immaculate. There, you know, there are pine trees and stuff growing up on the sidelines. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you're going to get to the softball facility. And, again, you're going to feel like you're at a college facility plus, and I'm going to assume it hasn't changed. It's a turf field. Like I was just there in, like, 2018 or 19. It's a turf field. Who plays softball on turf? Right. Where else? Where I'm else sure, are you going to go and play on? I'm turf sure field? some of the girls that play travel ball have played on turf. I know. I think like Adrian. Some there are some high schools that have turf, but it's mostly some of the small colleges. Well, I know Richmond asked Marysville. Howard asked Marysville, "Can we practice on your football field for a couple of days before we go and play this game?" Right to get used to it. Before back then, yeah, you're back, talking back then. Uh, and then, you know, the, they ended up, it, it helped them. It rained all day, too, and the ball was hydroplaning all over the place. But they ended up winning that and getting to the state finals from there. And on the flip side, it, we'll use Algonac as an example, or even use um, Algonac baseball at Sanborn. Those teams have to travel a long way. And we joke about it, but it's true, and you'll hear c- – that coaches will complain when the, in the MAC when they have to come up to Port Huron or Marysville or St. Clair Marine City that it's the longest drive ever and teams that are used to driving in the city and 15-minute trips to their games are going to have to go 45 minutes to an hour to get to their games and a lot of that's going to be farmland because once you get past 26 mile it's a lot of nothing until you really get off like the Marysville exit and, yeah, it's it's psychological. They're going, where the hell are we going? Are we in – we're in Nowheresville. Yeah, you're, you're – like, schools, like, think about, like, Tower. They're used to driving five minutes to Lincoln, five minutes to Cousineau, five minutes to Centerline. The long trips to Clintondale. Yeah, uh, and then all of a sudden you're telling them they got to come to East China Stadium or Memorial Stadium, which they do. Right. Um, you know, yeah, it, it's it's a world of difference. It is. And, and and it can be a culture shock. So imagine Detroit Edison, they're used to playing PSL schools, or even if they go to play Liggett or a team in Warren or, or Birmingham, a suburb of Detroit, 20 minutes. They're probably going to have to travel over an hour to get to Sanborn. And it's going to, with the woods in the background, they're going to think they're in Nowheresville, USA, 
And Algonac and all Algonac baseball and softball are going to feel comfortable. I don't think Mount Morris will affect Richmond hardly at all. It's not that far away. I'm assuming it's not going to be anything crazy. Um, yeah, in softball anymore, like you know, girls go down to Georgia and Texas right. to play in tournaments with travel ball. I, I, Kind of takes the luster, out right? The but there's right. still the country day one's the biggest one where you go. That's an advantage for the other team. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe we're overplaying it. We needed to fill a segment, so maybe we're overblowing this. But I do think it has some effect, at least at first. Uh, um, a emotionally mature team can. If they're going to a really nice place, go, oh, my God, this is awesome, and then snap into it and warm up. Uh, well, I'm always reminded of the scene in Hoosiers where Gene Hackman, they, they get to the big stage. They're in right. the big arena with all the seats and that, and he gets out the tape measure, and he says, hmm, 10 feet, hmm, 10 feet. Uh, uh, you'll go into our gymnasium, boys, and find out that the measurements are the same. Exactly. <laughs> Unless you go to Lutheran North for baseball, and then, yeah, that, then that's the worst. Then you've field got ever. hubcaps in the outfield, and you have a fence drawn like a three-year-old just scribbled on a <laughs> on a paper, and they said, "Oh, that should be our outfield fence." <laughs> and they have one outlet in the entire field, like and it's it. on the scoreboard in left center field. And you had to like look it, through, uh, yeah, look through a gate hole. that you know how, like in Richmond or St. Clair, they have that little gate there. Now yeah. imagine that, but the fence is. It's eight feet high, and they have tarp all around it, so I have that little gap in left center. And meanwhile, right behind me is like a $30 trillion school that looks gorgeous, like it's from 2070, and <laughs> and they have a baseball field that is that looks like it's from 1870. I love that that's like a year ago now, and you're still bitter. Yes. Yes, I am, because they should not have hosted. <laughs> but they asked. They did. Nobody else so, did. Anyway, remind everyone one more time where we will be. All right. On Saturday, I'm at Country Day for softball. Starts at 10 with Imlay City and Country Day. And then at noon, it's St. Clair against Luther North. And then at 2 o'clock, it's St. Clair against Imlay City. Hopefully. <laughs> and uh, you're going to go to Sanborn Park. The uh, 10 o'clock game is E-Course and Algonac. Uh, and, uh, again, what's the, the other side is Allen Park and somebody? E-course, uh, no, no, it's um, for Algonac you're talking. Yeah. Uh, it's, Mil we don't know because, well, the game now, hasn't Mil happened Millington, yet. Williamston. Millington, Williamston have to play. Um, they haven't played yet as we have recorded, and they would play Edison. Okay. So, hopefully, Algonac wins all the way through. And could you imagine, I know this is unlikely to happen, but imagine we have six teams in East Lansing. I could, I could deal with that. Have Richmond baseball. Hey, if we're going to go Algonac over there, baseball, and we'll go over there if there's one team yeah, or a trillion or teams. Or Mooney baseball. But and then you have. The more, the merrier. And then, you know what else that would mean if we got all those teams there? Richmond Algonac semifinal. Yeah, and softball. Who doesn't want that? Because I know they played a doubleheader and split, but that was like the first series of the It was like the season. first week of April, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it, and it was cold, and it was. But, but it was the first game, especially, when the Aces went against each other. It was a great game. I'm just saying that would be that would be one of those games that in 25 years at all the bars at Richmond and Algonac, they'd still be talking about it. <laughs> Remember when? Yes. It's kind of what Brady does now. Yeah, but for eight months ago. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when Marine City beat Portland. That was awesome. 
Uh, you did take that one personal, too. Yeah, because no one. You would be insufferable if anybody from our area went and beat Frankenmuth football. Yes. You you would just, that would be like three years of just un, or, un, unbridled arrogance. Or or <laughs> if PH or Northern ever knocked off De La Salle oh, like yeah. a regional. Uh, I, you would be I, I doing would, a victory I would, lap. I would be beating my chest on that one. You would take a headset off and run down on the field and celebrate with the team. I, I would be like, hey, coach, where, where'd you get your players from? <laughs> Sandbox? All right. Anyway. <laughs> I think that's enough for this show. <laughs> Probably. We'll be back on Monday to react to everything that happened over the weekend. All right. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.